Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMNF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everybody. Small Sullivan here with another episode of Let's Cover That with my co-host, Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us Michael Curry, CEO of Apex Physics Partners. Michael, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. So, Michael, give us a little background about your background in the healthcare industry. So, I originally uh, was not a healthcare professional. So, I come to healthcare by way of finance. So, in a prior life, I was an investment banker. And back in 2011, uh, myself and my business partner and one of my best friends, Keith Burns, decided that we we're not going to be investment bankers and corporate lawyers anymore, respectively, and that we were going to try our hand at entrepreneurship and that we were looking to purchase a business that lied at the intersection of healthcare and compliance. And so I went back to business school at the University of Chicago. I graduated in 2013. We raised a small amount of capital from a group of private investors, and we sought out on a search to find uh, one unique small business that would allow us to uh, execute our plan and kind of live out our dream. We found a business uh, just outside of Baltimore, Maryland called Kruger Gilbert Health Physics, which is a medical physics consulting business. Uh, back in 2013, we purchased the business in 2014. Um, we have been uh, to this day in medical physics for almost nine years. Um, and we started off with around 16 employees, and today we are at 160 doing business in 32 states. So that's, yeah, that's, uh, so Michael, can you just, if you've been in it now for nine years, that means that most people don't even have nine minutes of understanding what, what is medical physics, just for, for everybody to understand that, just from the basics. Absolutely. I will explain medical physics the way I explain it to my grandma. So uh, there are essentially two branches of medical physics. There is diagnostic medical physics and there's therapy medical physics. So diagnostic medical physics is really um, the practice of ensuring um, both occupational and patient safety around uh, imaging. So think of CTs, MRIs, x-rays, mammography machines. Um, a number of those machines emit ionizing radiation um, and there are a number of healthcare professionals who run those machines who obviously um, could be exposed to levels of radiation. And the job of the medical physicist is to really advise a radiology program or an outpatient imaging program to make sure that they're meeting you know, local, state, as well as federal guidelines and accreditation standards for that equipment and, and overall safety of that program. So in the event that, um, you know, something like nuclear medicine, where people actually ingest a small dose of radiation, if that were to fall or spill on the floor, that the facility has a plan and has protocol and training to deal with those situations. So that's really the, the role in the purview of a diagnostic medical physicist. On the therapy medical physics side, um, you're, you're really talking about physicists who are working directly with radiation oncologists um, in the process of treatment planning for individuals uh, who need high dose radiation treatment. 
So they are going into cancer clinics uh, where they have tumorous cells and they're working with the oncologist as well as a dosimetrist to develop uh, a multi-week uh, radiation treatment plan. And the physicist is responsible for making sure that uh, where the oncologist and where the team have decided that the radiation needs to go, um, that it's properly going and hitting the cells that you want to hit, and that you're doing so in a way that it is limiting the impact of that radiation on the healthy cells. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what the therapy physicist is doing. So both very, very uh, essential, but sometimes in the background of the delivery of care, um, but you really want those individuals with that training and that background to make sure that uh, both, you know, from a healthcare worker perspective, but more importantly, from a patient perspective, that that equipment is being used properly and that the level of radiation that the general public is being exposed to is only being done safely and according to all of the rules and regulations. Wow. Incredible. So tell us a little bit about Apex Physics Partners. What are you guys doing in the me medical industry that's really filling a gap? So um, that's a really great question. So when we looked back in 2013, when we were evaluating whether or not to move forward with our investment in Kruger Gilbert, which was our first company, um, today we now have a portfolio of eight standalone uh, medical physics practices under the Apex umbrella, um, what we really saw was um, a need in the marketplace to, to serve two different ends. So at a facility level, um, what you find is that the medical physicist on the diagnostic and therapy side um, is really an integral part of that department and that team. And so that local connectivity, that level of responsiveness, that relationship and that trust that's been built over a number of years is really important. So you want to maintain and you want to promote that. With that being said, um, what you see in healthcare is healthcare organizations are growing larger and becoming more complex. And one of the chief aims and goals for your larger health systems, IDNs, and even your multi-facility you know, imaging groups and cancer groups is they are trying to deliver a consistent level of care across their portfolio. And so the challenge with you know, working with the number of local providers in each market is it's hard to standardize, you know, of the level of care that you want to deliver. And so the opportunity that we saw in the marketplace with Apex was, can we marry the very best of that relationship, that connectivity, um, that responsiveness, you know, the trust that's been built by the local, you know, physics provider with really the support and resources that a large health system would come to expect with one of their larger and more important vendors. So for example, you know, large health systems are used to having quarterly business reviews with their vendors. They're used to having planning meetings to help kind of look into the future in terms of what anticipated needs are. Um, they're used to having scorecards that objectively measure that you as a vendor are meeting and exceeding their expectations. Um, those are sometimes limitations for your local provider that's really good at providing the service, but doesn't have the back office and administrative and support infrastructure to really provide an overall client experience for a health system and allow them to meet their overall goals. The last thing that I will say is um, 
it's also kind of critically important for us to make sure that within our community, right, that, um, you know, there's an opportunity to uh, elevate the position of medical physics within the delivery of healthcare. So as you all may not know about medical physics, there are a number of people within the healthcare community and even within hospitals and health systems that don't truly understand all of the ways that their medical physicists are keeping people safe and healthy. And so one of the opportunities that we also saw is by working together, we can take some of the very best ideas from all of these local practices and really support them with resources and get those ideas out at scale such that the great ideas in the Texas, the Dallas, Texas market get the benefit of being exposed to in the Baltimore market or the Florida market or the Arizona market. And so again, it's kind of using this platform to ensure a higher standard of medical physics service in all of the communities that we serve. So, so that's, that's great insight, Michael, for, you know, for the medical physicist, physicist community, when you, when you get into that, there's definitely just like anywhere else in healthcare, there's like a talent shortage. And what is that looking as our general population in the U S ages out and, you know, how's that impacting healthcare? And are we actually bringing in enough people to continue to just operate the way we do today? But it's really like what you're talking about is really collaborative scalability. So, you know, when you look at like future facing and seeing potential talent shortage, um, but also a lesser known, uh, really necessary fabric to the healthcare system, where do you see that on, you know, like you're saying, collaborating, pulling more people into this community, making sure they stay integrated? And, you know, what, what do you see on that for milestones for, for you all? So I think that that's a very, very good question. And I think it's at the heart of the future of Apex and really the future of the medical physicist industry. And so what you find in medical physics, which is really analogous to a number of areas within healthcare, is you have a net um, kind of migration out of the field and you're, you have kind of more people who are reaching that age where they're looking at retirement um, versus people coming in. And so there are a number of ways that we at Apex, with a number of peers in the community, because again, this is not something that just um, our firm um, is equipped to handle, but I think that kind of given our size and scale, um, we have a seat at the table and we can bring some resources to bear to take some of these ideas and kind of make them happen. But one of the things that we want to do is kind of part of this partnership model is you know making sure that uh, individual practitioners or owners of these local practices understand that first that there is actual value in the relationship and the business that they've built. So what we find in many cases is um, an individual or a small group will will reach a phase where a number of the members are looking to transition out of the industry, and they will either just kind of fold the tent and go out of business or just hand over those relationships. Uh, to other local competitors or friends or peers, not realizing that you know the 20 to 30 years that they've put in managing and building those relationships have true economic value. So I think one of the things that we're really passionate about is making sure that we celebrate and appreciate the contributions of those who are who are exiting our industry and making sure that they get full and adequate value for the relationships and the work that they've done. 
Um, in terms of kind of how we're working to solve uh, kind of the talent shortage, I think what we have to do is, one, we have to continue to promote the residency programs that exist in our community. Um, but we also need to put more resource behind creating more opportunities for more individuals to pursue the residency path. So for medical physics, similar to physicians, um, you actually have to, to become a fully boarded medical physicist with all the rights, privileges, and responsibilities. Just like a radiologist or a radiation oncologist, you have to do a residency, right? Now, the number of res residency positions currently available in the U.S. relative to the positions that are needed to fill the gap, there's still a gap there. So we're in talks with a number of universities, with CAMPET, which is the accrediting body. Um, we actually have residency programs internally, and we're thinking about how can we scale our residency programs to create more opportunities and more spots for more people to enter the space. But the other thing that I would say, Will, is you, ra you raise a really good point. You know, part of our goal is to raise the overall profile of medical physics because you have a number of students who are in university who are talented, who are pursuing careers or, or degrees in STEM, but are not aware that medical physics is a career path. And so what I would say to anybody who is still in undergrad or even in grad school who's thinking about a career where there is a 100 percent chance that if you meet the qualifications that there will be you know, a career and a position and a path for you to have a very long, successful career, I would very much encourage you to do some digging and some research into medical physics because it's an area that allows you to use your technical knowledge, but also use it in a way that is truly delivering outcomes for people in your community. So it's you get to use the physics and the science that you've spent your time, effort, and energy gaining, but you also get to apply it in a way that actually helps people. Mike, I love that shout out to the students. It's so important to continue to share the message of finding different and unique niches in the healthcare industry. And, you know, there's not just four or five types of professions, you know, there's just so many. And um, I love that message. So thanks for sharing that. Um, is there anything else before we wrap up today's episode that you want to let our listeners know either about Apex or the physicist industry in general? Um, I think in terms of Apex, um, I think what I want to share is um, it's really exciting to see and support people doing what they care about and what they're passionate about. And apex and medical physics is not dissimilar to a number of healthcare fields where people don't enter this strictly for the money. Um, they really do it for the impact. Um, but it's been a very fun ride to help share um, and create a model at apex where we can impact more communities. We can grow as a business. Um, we can create opportunities to share that growth with the team. Um, we can build scale in such a way that we can provide people career paths that otherwise they may not have been afforded. Um, and we can do that in a way that is also fun. And that's not to say that, you know, you know, Apex as an entity really is only three and a half years old. And so there's much for us to learn and there to do. But as a leader of the organization, it's really exciting 
um, and really rewarding and fulfilling to see an organization that is truly purpose-driven, that cares about its members, and that um, kind of rejects the false notion that in order to grow and be successful financially, you have to do that to the detriment of your culture and to your team. You know, our view is you can do them both and. And I think the last thing that I would say is really our model has been predicated on opening our arms and opening our doors to those local physics practices and, and embracing the fact that Apex doesn't have all of the answers, but we've created a platform of collaboration such that each partner that joins Apex brings something very special from a cultural perspective, but also from a knowledge-based perspective. And so um, we end all of our state of the company, we call them the state of the Apex meetings with one quote, which is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And so it's been really heartwarming to see how these individual practices have coalesced, have found a way to drop ego, to put our communities, to put patients and to put our clients ahead of kind of individual agenda and to move forward and work on the big problems of our industry. And ultimately, you know, our core purpose and kind of our mission statement is you know, to enable healthier and safer outcomes for the communities that we serve. And so it's really a blessing and an honor to be a leader of an organization um, that is really doing good um, and doing well financially as an organization and having an opportunity to share um, that growth and to share all of the positive things that are happening with the team. I think it's really that that's a great way of summarizing it, Michael. It's you know, when, when you leverage business as a force for good and you have that moral foundation that's built on its long-term success is it really exceeds people's expectations. And, you know, like you said, being blessed to be able to lead on this, I, I think it, it really pulls in, you know, people's real capabilities and natural talents and dismissing the ego for something bigger. And you can win on that personally and professionally. And I think that's just amazing that you're doing it because, you know, so many problems in, in healthcare really need that type of sentiment and that focus and purpose. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.